The interesting thing about being, you know, a student in high school or middle school and going through the history books is there was always a sort of surrealness to everything. You know, it's like, oh, pops went to war. Hold up. My grand uncle was in the war. Like people went to war, like people got drafted, went overseas and fired guns. That actually happens. You know, people went and fought in Vietnam. Like that stuff doesn't happen. Right. And there's just this like wall between you and history. And it almost is like it's two different worlds. One of the ones that really took my eye was the Rodney King riots, obviously named after Rodney King. And the reason it was so crazy was that, like they said that LA was riding for days over what would have been basically a random citizen videotaping a black person getting beaten by the cops after he tried to run away. He was in his car. He went to an area that was more populated because he's like, if I went to somewhere more populated, they won't kill me. Then he pulled over, put his hands up, and then they just absolutely just like let him have it. It was it was absolutely crazy. Absolute craziness. And the town just went insane. I mean, looting, fires. Obviously, there was protests too, of course, but it was just absolute craziness. It was anarchy. And it looked like this was happening in a third world country. Well, I don't have to be the one to tell you, but there has been historic riots, historic protests all around the states for all of 2020. And whether you want to say it's agitated by COVID or just the pinnacle of racial tensions between blacks and cops have just hit an absolute barrier. Um, We've seen it. We've seen protests like none other. And in the wake of Breonna Taylor, the grand jury finally coming to a conclusion and the DA announcing, well, I watched it on YouTube and Twitter that. Brianna Taylor, uh, the cops basically are pretty much off free of charges towards her. Two cops didn't even get charged at all. The one cop that got charged for basically just randomly spraying five, 15 bullets in the building, he didn't get charged for firing and hitting Brianna Taylor. He got charged for hitting the drywall that could have injured the people in the house across from them. I, okay, I'm confused. Okay, they're in an apartment building. There's a lot of people there. A lot of people can hear the noise. How did, how was that the charge that, it was honestly the most craziest thing. And like, you know, it's crazy because like civilly, right? In the civil case, Brianna Taylor's family got like $12 million, but in the criminal case against the cops, like not even a murder charge, absolutely crazy. And then the DA came out and they were talking about information, why this charge happened. And they're basically saying that, you know, the evidence they received, they received one person came out and said that the the cops announced they were there and then they opened the door. But apparently there was like 14 other witnesses that said the cops did not announce that they were cops. They were in plain clothes when they came in. So it's like no reason why the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor actually fired at these people because like they just barge in his house in the middle of the night in plain clothes without even announcing they were cops. It's like it's literally the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. It literally sounds like this guy was like, I don't know, 
they thought they were in a John Wick movie and they're trying to bust in on the bad guys. There was just some crazy action fetish hero fantasy that these cops were on. It was absolutely insane. All that rambling to say, I am very um, not shocked, but let's go with this. I'm always interested at the reactions that happen after one of these big news events happen around a black person being dead or a black verdict coming out over someone who died. Um, Because we live in a world where people make money off of the news and they have to basically represent their side. That's how they make money. That's how their backs are scratched. And they've put themselves in positions where they have to take a side. Democrats typically can take the side of morality, whichever side's more moral, Democrats kind of go with it or the party of morals. So if the moral side says, you know, um, the black person was wrongfully killed by the police, that's the side Democrats are going to take. Republicans now, they're going with the side of just the white majority in a sense. They're going the side of. Okay, I, I I try to hide behind it a little too much. Um, they're going with the side of I don't want to say white supremacy, but I can't think of anything else. Essentially, they need those rural white people, those working uh, poor white people in the rural places that aren't in cities um to vote for them and the best way that the republicans can do this is they need to stoke fear they need to create an invisible boogeyman one of the boogeymans that have been working for years has been of course black people you know criminals thugs all of these things and to get republicans to vote they just need to stoke this racism fear to get them to vote and it's been successful through and through because As you know, our news is very segmented. Fox News is all the right wing, CNN, all the left wing. Uh, You can see the same thing on social media. But I think one of the craziest things that really comes out of this is like how people come out and use this as an opportunity to build their social platforms or the business platforms. And there is absolutely no repercussions for spreading false news, spreading fake news, slandering names. It, it's absolutely incredible that this is even legal. Like, I thought slander was illegal. Bring in Charlie Kirk. Now, you may never have heard of Charlie Kirk, but maybe you've heard of Candace Owens and maybe you've heard of Turning Point USA. Essentially, think of them as the new conservatives. You know, they're the hip conservatives trying to reach out to maybe a bit younger of an audience. And one of their main tactics that they use is every single like, um, you know, um, black death that happens. They try to spin the narrative to their base. Uh, And of course, you know, it's not necessarily harder to spin it to their base because their base wants their base has prejudice, you know, like. Republican have programmed their base to have certain prejudices, right? So when you see a black person, something bad happens to a black person, Republicans need to spin it in a way where they can make the black person look like they're no angel or, you know, they're a criminal and they had it coming. And this one video that Charlie Kirk put on Twitter was the epitome of 
borderline just being happy that someone died. Like it's almost like their lips are salve fading at the thought of a dead black person. It's it's absolutely it's astonishing. This stuff is even legal. So he goes on Twitter. He makes up lies. This Charlie Kirk guy makes up lies saying how Breonna Taylor's um, her boyfriend was a criminal and how Breonna Taylor was involved in this criminal organization and how she like deserved didn't deserve to get shot. But that's what happens when you involve yourself with these type of people. When the boyfriend, as to this day, there's no criminal history that came out. Her ex had a criminal history. But then again, it's literally her ex. She's not even involved with them anymore. Like, Brianna Taylor is literally as innocent as a person that you can get. But somehow, with the absence of facts, the Republican parties went with their feelings, and they were still able to say, hey, if we don't have facts, we'll just literally make it up. And the thing that's getting so surprising is like when you just start like making these vast vacuous accusations and they're not bounded on anything and it's, these people aren't even public figures like Brianna Taylor is not a public figure. Her husband is not a public figure. These aren't people. These aren't these aren't people aren't celebrities. When you start slandering these people, when do you start running the risk of getting you and your business sued itself. If you're in the business of promoting false news, fake news and fake agendas and literally slandering someone's personal brand, when do you start running the risk of that happening? Because personally, if I was a lawyer, I would see this as a payday. I'd go to Brianna Taylor's estate, go to someone of her families and says, hey, can I start you know, suing these people on your behalf? The lawyer gets a bit of a cut. Brianna Taylor's estate gets a bit of a cut. And it's a win-win situation because then you get some of these right-wing people to just reel it in a bit because it is going absolutely wild. But with all that to be said, you know, the investor in me always, like, I like to look at the money, like to look at, you know, how these people are defending their points, like, like to look at, like, how these people are literally preaching things that they don't even, in a sense, believe. Like in one part of the video, Charlie Kirk says how, um, you know, the killing was unjustified. And later he then says that Brianna Taylor deserved it because she was in a criminal organization. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, they actually have a word for this online. It's called grifter. It's the, w- the word basically refers to someone who basically says political ideas just for the money. They don't believe what they're saying. They're literally just saying it because they know that's how they will get paid. And this is like the type one example of grifter. Candace Owens did the same thing with George Floyd. And I think we're going to see this trend continue until the slander hammer gets hit down on these people hard. Today, we are seeing crazy um, protests going all around. Um, it's already been reported that two officers were shot in the wake of the protests around Breonna Taylor. And I think this is going to even escalate even more. Cops are very important, of course. You know, right now, literally, America's looking like it's on the brink of civil war. And cops are going to be a very important piece in keeping the peace. But if they are the ones also antagonizing this, 
and people start attacking the cops, this stuff is going to get really ugly really quickly. Um, but with all that being said, I think there is a couple silver line linings to take here, a couple of things in the air and a couple of strategies that I think BLM could take on to really put this forward. You know, a lot of people are seeing that this is a no justice, no win for Breonna Taylor, but, uh, and you know, a lot of people are saying that there hasn't been progress, but let's take a step back here. Let's look at the progress that's being made. Um, Before, you know, when you look at Rodney King and the LA riots, the video of Rodney King literally shows the cops beating Rodney King down like the cops were some street kids. Like they look like thugs, like just absolutely doing a gang beat down. It, it was savage, savage. Now, there wasn't like smartphones worldwide. Everyone didn't have super HD cameras. So it was really rare to get these things taped by a civilian, which is why beatdowns like this used to happen all the time. Now, fast forward to George Floyd, it's a bit more subtle. You know, they got to put the neck on the throat very subtly. Um, progress a little bit i don't know i don't know kind of super dark humor but that's a little bit of progress let's say that um brianna taylor even though there was a crazy media storm this was in the news everywhere and there wasn't necessarily criminal justice around this i think we are seeing police reforms coming our way i really do um if you see in the civil case there was a lot of things that came with the 12 million dollars that would change things such as there's literally the no more no knock no warrants it's just gone now um but i have a suggestion that i think could literally set the blm movement and set the reform cops movement on fire i think i think literally i know just the thing gotta start talking about white people it's just got it's missing from them you just got to and i'm not saying like say bad things about white people i'm saying that we focus a lot in blm around black people dying obviously that's because black people are dying that's true but i think to really reach the rural white people and really reach the moderate white people who aren't necessarily at this point paying attention to it and aren't calling their representatives and aren't talking to their uncles and aunts that have all the power to really reach these people. You gotta show them that cops are doing this to white people too. Two videos come in mind when I think about this. The first one that comes to mind is there's a 13 year old autistic boy um, who was late at night and a cop was, um, you know, in the neighborhood and the boy just started running 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 and the cop told him to slow down he didn't and the cop just started shooting and after he shot him the cop's still saying to put your hands up it was the craziest thing ever another video of course there was a delivery um guy someone called the police on him when he was delivering something to a hotel and then the cop got there made him play this weird game of simon says and as soon as the guy messed up the game of Simon Sands, he's just like, oh, you messed up. And just started gunning. I'm like, what, what, what is going on? This is the cra- These are the craziest videos, too. And I think there's a big disconnect when you see everyone 
that's getting police brutality or brutalized by the police, you see all of them are black. If you just saw a bit more white folks, I'm telling you, all those people who, you know, not calling, not doing anything, not active with it, no power of people, but not saying anything, not reaching out to representatives, all those people, once you show them that it's happening to them too, I'm telling you, change will definitely happen. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. We are in crazy times. It is close to the election and literally anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's important to see what's going on in politics to understand whether it's the legislation that's getting passed, whether it's to understand the economic impacts of what's going on. And just believe that I will be keeping my eyes glued to these situations. But what do you think? Do you think that people like Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens should be deplatformed or they should be sued for slander for saying these things? Or do you think they have a right to free speech and free information? Let me know. I'm on Twitter. It's at Fly Stu on Twitter. And we, Fly Crew, we have to take off.